The July 2020 issue of the World Bank's Financial Sector Cybersecurity a Regulatory Digest noted that responding to cyber incidents goes beyond an engineering problem and that any business continuity decision cannot be delegated to IT specialists alone. The report acknowledged that while financial institutions face a number of a larger number of cyber attacks compared to other industries, the average cost is lower because of the higher investments in IT security. That said, it warned that the use of cloud services reduces the cost of smaller incidents, but outsourcing those services from systematically important providers is likely to increase tail risks. Speaking to us today on Podchats for Future CIO is Kumar Ritesh, Chairman and CEO of Cyfirma, to discuss, among other things, the operational risk of cyber threats to Asia's financial sector. Welcome to Podchats, Kumar. Thanks very much, Alan, and thanks for having me here today. Can you give us your 30-second elevator pitch of Cyfirma? Cyfirma is a threat visibility and cyber intelligence platform company. And what we really do is really providing insights into what is coming towards our client and customer from cyber threats and risk perspective. Give us a state of the operational risk exposure for financial services industries operating in the Asia region. First of all, I think let's try to understand from operational risk perspective, what do we mean by that? What really matters, especially from financial institution perspective, is, you know, availability takes a very, very important vector in their space. Availability of their, in the new world, is is their app ecosystem, transaction system, their compliance management system, their anti-money laundering, fraud detection systems. Cyber criminals have been traditionally actually attacking these systems and their way of uh, looking at these systems also have completely actually changed. If you look at in the new world of pandemic and what we have been witnessing in last at least uh, 10 months, we have clearly started to see now cyber criminals starting to use third party external integration angle and come, coming and trying to attack financial institution system using that vector, looking at impersonating employees and not only employees, but in fact, financial institution systems itself, starting from you know impersonating a people going up to impersonating a system. That's where they are trending now. Also, I think uh, other thing to remember here, what is playing out quite actually compressively here, which is especially around financial institution have embraced this digestion way, way earlier than any other, I would say, industry. And the way we have embraced this digestion without really actually giving a lot of emphasis towards security is actually playing against us today, as you can imagine. We are going back and trying to do a retrofit security solution on top of what we have built. It is always very, very difficult to do that when you haven't actually embraced security from day one. So we are seeing actually a number of new trends, to be honest, you know, from operational risk perspective. And these trends starting from impersonation of systems to looking at new attack vectors by which cyber criminals are trying to come and disturb operational readiness of financial institution to going back to, you know, uh, bringing down their compliance management system to anti-money laundering system to anti-fraud system. It's not always about phishing and malware anymore, Alan. If we looked at the 2021, in, in terms of operational risk, what should be or will be top of mind for us, both the security and the compliance heads working um, uh, within Asia's financial institutions? 
I would say actually two important vectors which we need to remember here. See, especially financial institutions, gone those days when we had to go to the bank to actually withdraw a cash or deposit a cash, right? Everything is happening over mobile app or everything happening over digital ecosystem, which means all of a sudden our attack surface has exponentially increased. Number two, our digital footprint as a financial institution has gone 10, 20 X more than what, what we used to have earlier, which means cyber criminals, if you look at it, they have now started to look at data, privacy, transactional data, PII, CII, as well as looking at how can they defeat the existing security control by using new sort of techniques. And to be honest, the way we are looking at things now, it was a days when we used to sort of look at, this is all about perimeter security. This is all about network security. This is all about data security. I think those days are gone because perimeters are no more. Data is out always because it's there with the customers, which means we need to start to look at security on its own in a very different way, Alan. The way we have been looking at it, we need to apply now security at edge we need to start to look at how can we potentially start making sure that while well, our employees are taken through a journey of cybersecurity controls and cybersecurity policies and posture, which should be embedded into their culture now in the new world. Given the state of emerging technologies like artificial intelligence, right, analytics and machine learning, as well as the persistent cyber threats that we're getting, can you describe what the next generation of operational risk management for FSIs would look like? Great question again. And I've got like six, seven points to really highlight here. As I was saying, you know, um, cyber criminals are moving along. Given we have got access to new technologies, they have got access to new technologies. We have started to see now very, very clearly a clear move from impersonation of individual to impersonation of systems. Uh, we are seeing, you know, they being quite active towards, you know, hijacking a trans transaction itself and redirecting it towards their favorable entity. We are looking at identity proofing now. This is a new technique which has came up where actually the fraudsters are vetting fake identity to make sure that they look legitimate, which is a very new trend, to be honest. So they are, in one way, they are creating fake identities, but then they are the ones who are impersonating actually legitimate individuals and going back and proving them to say that these identities are actually the correct and legitimate identity. So fraudsters are vetting fraudsters which is a new world, which we are seeing now. Cyber attack towards financial systems. Um, we're always, uh, you know, um, in high needs and wants in cyber criminal groups. But now we are seeing they are going behind behavioral data as well, which is yours and mine transaction behavior. At what stage, what day of the week we transact information? How do we actually, you know, transact with the banks? what sort of transaction we are doing. They're more interested now towards the behavior of our transactions. They are looking at actually, you know, your PII, CII pertaining to financial institution. And the other thing which we have been highlighting for a while now, which is especially their focus towards virtual currency, you know, trading platform, transaction systems. I think you're, you're going to be seeing a new wave of attack coming towards these sort of, you know, virtual asset because cyber criminals have very clearly understood that, hey, breaking into a transaction system of a financial 
evolve. Institution is going to be quite a difficult task. Instead of that, they should be focusing on breaking into a virtual currency system or trading system by which they can actually monetize immediately, right? If they are able to break into the system, they will be able to monetize that very, very quickly. And again, going back to the third party and supply chain based attack, I think you're going to surely going to see a big upswing there. As a consultant, as an advisor, what must heads of security and CIOs include as KPIs so that they could better manage these operational risks in the coming year? No, it's a great question. And again, you know, going back to the fundamentals, if you look at the way today CIOs or CISOs or head of securities are looking at measuring their KPIs or SLAs, I think it's very much transactional in nature, Alan, if you ask me. You know, I have seen um, organizations actually uh, managing their KPI based on number of fraud being detected, number of security alert, number of incidents which they have managed, number of discrepancy in the transaction, effectiveness of, you know, their tools. And I know that these are very, very important vectors. But in my recommendation, if you if you ask me, I think there, there is a clear need for us to start to look at how do we actually change our cyber posture management from event driven, which are like, you know, security alerts, incidents, discrepancy in the transaction system to an intelligence driven kind of approach where we are looking at trends, I would say insights based on which we are able to take uh, proper corrective actions based on which we are able to apply those corrective actions on cyber strategy, our policies, our procedure, and as well as people and security control. I think that's very, very important. Number two, I think security has to be embedded from day one in any sort of new digitization wave, which we are going to get into. I think what I have seen number of times, and we continue to make these sort of mistakes, even if today, whereas, you know, you start to build a new app for a financial institution, and you only start to look at actually security controls around those apps at a very later stage of the game. And what we call it in our world, it's called left shift approach. And when I say left shift approach, it is really about starting security, starting cybersecurity controls from day one, when you start to embrace new technology, new process, new, even if policy within the organization. And I think the last part to add there, of course, you know, as a new CIOs and CISOs of the world, I think they need to start to look at how they are going to be incorporating cybersecurity into edge computing. End of the day, most of the mobile transaction today, Alan, happens out of these devices, you see. And if it is happening out of these devices, how do we make sure that these devices have got a proper protection layer, which is actually participating into now financial institution? right? It's not like any qualified certified systems, which used to be before, which used to be able to transact with the financial institution. Today, any mobile device can actually transact with financial institution. And that means that these edge devices needs to have a layer of protection as well. We just talked about KPIs for better managing operational risks, and perhaps even emerging operational risk in 2021. The other challenge, I guess, for CIOs and CISOs is that you're effectively telling them we need to change the way we manage operational risk. Perhaps not so dramatic for many organizations, but given that there will be a new approach, perhaps even a cultural shift in mentality, how do we sell it to the CFOs and the CEOs to get the buy-in and the funding as well to make the change? 
I would go back to the fundamental of looking at cost and benefit of what we are doing today, right? ROI. Today, if you look at a cyber attack on an organization and going up to the bone of, let's say, operational risk, if a system like AML system, which is anti-money laundering system, is taken down, I think the impact of that is not only tangible impact on our organization, Alan, it has got a non-tangible impact as well, reputational damage. And, and how do you start to manage those and how do you start to demonstrate those to the C-suites in the right way, in the risk-based approach sort of mode, which I'm very sure, you know, CFOs and the CEOs of the world, I'm very sure they understand today at least the cyber risk. And as soon as you're able to connect cyber risk with a clear financial, I would say, impact as well as the benefit, I think you, you will be able to clearly explain them uh, why this is so important. Fair enough. We've spoken about managing operational risk, what it would look like in 2021 from the particular point of view of the financial services industry. What are your expectations uh, from both the technology side and the way financial services industry manage their risk? Is there something they could do better as we look forward to in 2021, especially if we look at it from the the other side of the picture, the regulations, uh, the regulatory frameworks that are coming in. Things are changing a lot more frequently these days. The reporting structures are changing. So what can we expect in 2021? Yeah, no, no, it's a great question again. And my view will be, I think you're going to be seeing a great emphasis given by regulators, especially around managing third-party risk. I think that has become very evident in 2020, as you can imagine, with number of ransomware attacks and number of other attacks which we have seen. So surely there is going to be a big push towards third-party risk management. You're going to be seeing clearly how do we manage our data appropriately uh, and privacy being applied on the data again. Now, of course, there was a big emphasis towards privacy beginning of 2019, coming up to 2020. But I think it's, it's going to become way more important as we go into 2021. And you're going to be seeing new regulations, new regulatory push towards data privacy. And when I say data privacy, it is not about just protecting identity of your customers, but it's also about the data which you are managing, including your transactional data. How do you anonymize those data, right? So you're going to be seeing a big push there. You will continue to see actually, you know, big emphasis given towards risk management. And when I say risk management, you always have to look at risk from three different views, your strategic risk, your management risk, and your operational risk. When you are talking about your op strategic risk, I don't think so we have a stress enough towards the strategic risk. Let's say you as a financial institution, you have a you know big push to move into a new market. How do you look at what sort of new risk you are going to be countering in the new market from cyber perspective? And that gets actually applied into your strategic risk. When you come to the management risk, it's all about you know your process-driven risk. How do you make sure your pro process-driven risk are incorporated in your plan? And that's going to be a very, very important vector. And we have been talking about operational risk. That will continue to be an important vector. And I think the new tech, you're going to be seeing defake, actually. We are seeing a big trend out there. Defake are these are, you know, impersonation of a video itself, impersonation of an individual itself in a real-time way. We are seeing now a new wave of actually social engineering attacks where cyber criminals are actually creating videos of top executives, top politicians, 
top influencers to actually cause a social unrest or unrest within our organization. And I think you're going to be seeing that being a big upshift, uh, especially as a, as a new attack vector. And I think new leaders will need to incorporate those sort of new attack vector in their planning as we get into 2021. Kumar, very scary predictions, but great insights nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you for joining me in Podcast for Future CIO. Thanks very much, Alan. Thanks for having me here again. You have a good day. You too. That was Kumar Ritesh, Chairman and CEO of Cypherma, sharing his views and predictions on the operational risks of cyber threats to Asia's financial sector in 2020 and 2021. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. Do share with us through email your topics of interest for future episodes. In the meantime, stay safe and have a great week ahead. Bye for now.